Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Goofy History Podcast. We're back after a break. We're busy, guys. What can we say? Uh, I'm back with Gabe and Nathan. We're, we've we've been doing Sigma Chad Kaisenat Ohio Riz activities. How's it going, boys? Hey, pretty good. W W. All right, cool. So uh, Nathan's gonna be hosting. What are you talking about, bro? I am talking about the Berlin Wall today. Nice, nice. One of my favorite walls. Yeah, pretty special wall in history. Yeah, pretty special. Pretty good wall. I mean, personal favorite wall is Hadrian's Wall, but for reference, Hadrian's Wall was the map. Oh, hang on, I don't want to get this wrong. It was like it was like it. It's basically the dividing line that separates England from Scotland, and it was built for Hadrian, and it's essentially the dividing line to this day. But it was basically just like a big fortification that stopped barbarians. I think. I think. I haven't looked too much into it. That's cool. Yeah, purpose of construction. Uh, it's not, oh, it's not really the border of England, and, but it's kind of up there. And then, um, there was unrest and rebellion, so they wanted to make borders, so they made a ball. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's what I thought. Alright, so, uh, let's get going then. Okay. Um, well, I got a question for you guys. Alright. So, um... If you could paint a mural on any wall in the world, where would it be, and what would you paint? Ooh. Hmm. There's a lot of good things you can paint on things. Hmm. Should I do something funny? Or something um, like... Yeah, I, I, funny. Okay. Or like a message you want to put out there. What message do I want to put out there? <laughs> um. Um. Uh, Gabe, you go first. I think I know what I'd want to do. I would go to the Great Wall of China, and I would write in giant letters, Taiwan is a real country, and then blame it on some massive important political figure. That would be funny. Blame blame it on the Russians. That's a good one. I mean, honestly, I would pick Great Wall of China too, but, but I would write something like, I love the free market. I love the free market. Just over and over again, like like in the Simpsons when you're when he's when Bart's in detention, he's writing it over and over. I love the free market. Uh, yeah. I love the free market. I love the free market. But the thing is, I'm pretty sure China actually has a free market. I'm not sure about that though. I'll I'll I'll, I'll look into it. Alright. Well, um, let's get into it. So, um, well, what do you guys know about the Berlin Wall? First off. I mean, I know it separated West and, uh, West and East Berlin. Yeah. I know that it separated Berlin. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Well, um, let's get started then. So, um, after World War II, um, as you know, um, Germany obviously lost World War II, and, um, How cringe, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so, Germany was split up into four big sections, um, and given to the Allies. So, if one spot is given to America, the second is given to Britain, the third is to France, and then the fourth is to the USSR. And, um, the, well, America, Britain, France were obviously friends, um, and then they kind of promoted the liberal, liberal market economies in the, um, in their territories of um, Germany. Liberal? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, and then the USSR um, kind of just wanted to make it like an obedient um, Soviet state or nation. Yeah. Um, so they didn't really want to boost the economy of it. They kind of, they kind of just wanted to make it obedient to them. Um, and then um, later in 1949, the... Um, what was that? <laughs> you, you... Of America, Britain, and France. Um, what? You cut out right there, buddy. Oh, I'll just repeat that. Right. Um, so, in 1940, the Federal Republic of um, Germany, or West Germany, or Berlin, um, which included the portions of um, Germany given to America, Britain, France, and they um, kind of united their pieces into one, basically, like, um, republic. Double. And then, um, the same year, the Soviets decided to uh, make their portion into the German um, Democratic Republic or Eastern or Berlin. Um, and then the Soviets didn't really like to trade with um, West Germany and really anyone else um, from their side. So um, they tried to reinforce the border um, as much as they could. And then people nicknamed the border the Iron Curtain. Um, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's a fire name, um, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Any questions so far? I don't think so. I thought the Iron Curtain was more of a figurative thing, though. Yeah. Um, you kind of nicknamed that. Yeah. Um, Even though that, that name still goes hard. Didn't Churchill co- coin that or something? I'll just check right now. Um, yeah. I'll double check that as well. Um, uh, yeah, I can't see. I thought Churchill coined it, but I think I was wrong. Oh, uh, he, um, he sent us a peace address at Westminster College, he used the term publicly in context of that. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Gabe, do you, do you have any questions? Oh, he, he's, he's going. He's in the void. Okay. Right. His, his computer is updating. Oh. Alright. He'll um, be back eventually. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about less important stuff until he gets back. Or should we wait for him? It's fine. We can keep going. Alright. Um, but then, um... There, one of the um, many complications from the separation of Germany, basically, was that obviously the city of Berlin. Um, it was even though it was in East German um, territory, the post-war agreement that they all um, made to split up into their own pieces. Um, both um, East and West Germany had rights to the city, so they can both um, residents from. West and East Germany can go there, no matter if the borders closed, I think. Um, so, um, people obviously took advantage of that. So, people from East Germany um, went to Berlin, and then they used that kind of um, free border to go into um, West Germany, um, kind of to escape the whole communist stuff like that. Um, his life really wasn't that great there. Yeah. Um, As a mug blooded American, I'm not a fan of those dang commies. <laughs> yeah. Um but then yeah, they heavily took that to their advantage. Mm-hmm. And then um after the war, um the Western countries um took a lot of them money, um, and then kind of reinvested it into the reconstruction of West Germany and all their sections. Um while the Soviets didn't really do that um they kind of saw it as an, 
another place they can get the resources from. Um, so they don't really put much money into the reconstruction. They kind of just strip the resources from it and then use it for their own, uh, their own good, um, which I'm not really surprised. <laughs> um, and then what I found interesting was um, there was a kind of secret um, police force in East Germany that um, was called the Stasi. Oh, God, and, not the Stasi. Um, <laughs> and what they did was they're kind of like basically undercover where they acted like normal citizens, but then really that they watched everyone and they re- reported any citizens or people that didn't really follow, follow the ideals or just the laws around there. Weren't um, they basically just they, the communist Gestapo? Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but then, as I mentioned before, life um, in West Germany was way, way better than life in East Germany because they had higher job salaries, they had um, a, they had um, more consumer goods available to them because West Germany liked to have stuff imported and they would like to get help from other countries. Um, but then... And also, they had more personal freedoms because the laws weren't as strict as they were in East Germany. And then, while in East Germany, they did have free healthcare and free education, the laws made everyday life more strict, and you couldn't do as much as you would be able to in West Germany. Um, so, I found that pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, any questions? I don't think so. Alright. Let's back in. No, I don't know what bro's doing. Right. I'll get here eventually. Um, so, then, um, where was I? And then, um, by 1961, over 3.5 million people left East Germany and went to West Germany through that Berlin loophole, basically, or that open border. Um, Mm -hmm. and now is roughly about 20% of East Germany's total population at the time, um, which is pretty crazy when you think about it. Um, but then, yeah, the East German like officials realized that um, they, yeah, they realized that their people were leaving um, from that open border um, from that post-war agreement. So they decided to close the border um, between East and West Germany. Uh, and then, from the closing of the border on August sixth of nineteen sixty-one, the Berlin Wall had started construction. Um, and then, at first, the wall was a which stretched um, 43 kilometers um, from the northern border to um, southern border. border sorry. Um, and then it really wasn't a wall. At first, it was kind of just like a um, fence with barbed wire on top of it. Um, but then um, but people were easily able to escape just because there wasn't really much reinforcement um, to the fence. So you could just destroy parts of the fence and sneak through um, so then they realized that we're escaping. In 1963, um, the fence was kind of upgraded to a um, barricade um, or big piece of concrete that were 11.9 feet tall. Um, and then they had like kind of a um, circular piece of cement on top um, that allowed, oh, um, that made climbing nearly impossible um, of the. Um, the wall yeah and then um they kind of invested a ton of resources into putting um lots of spike strips spike strips all over the wall um they put guard
are dogs and landmines all around too. Um, well, yeah, landmines are great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people don't know that there are landmines on their side, so they thought that they're just be spike strips and then guard guard dogs when they cross eventually. And then you know they would either be really lucky and survive or step in a landmine um, when they got in there in the clear. I don't know, I might be incorrect, but don't most landmines go off when you step off them? Yeah, um, they, they did. Yeah, I think, cause no, cause like, I've watched a few like Vietnam era movies, and normally they'll like, they'll know they just step on a landmine and then they start freaking out cause they won't be able to move, otherwise they will be blown to pieces. Yeah, they usually have like a click. Um, yeah. When you step on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... It's really interesting because they put 302 watchtowers all across the wall and then two, 20 concrete bunkers, and both of them are watching the wall at all times. Um, just a sentries, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, should we wait for Gabe to get back? He's okay. here. His mic is oh, just bugging. Time. Okay. Um, and then um, there's also, they put another reinforcement, which was a fence, um, a secondary fence that was barbed wire on top. Um, and then they, oh, then in between, um, like the wall, there's a hundred uh, meter distance between them and that people nicknamed that the death strip because of all those sentries or, um, watchtowers, basically they, um, you barely would be, um, go unnoticed. And then, yeah, so, um, from 1961 to 1989, when it, it was taken down, over five, only 5,000 people escaped East Germany who was stripped or from the wall. Um, mm-hmm. and then about 138 people died while crossing that area. Um, so really, it was, um, effective, but not as much as I think they were planned for keeping yeah. people um, from crossing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, hey, you wouldn't think that the wall would do much other than protection, but it did boost the economic oh, flexibility of East Germany because it kept the workforce kind of trapped in East Germany. So they can't really uh-huh. leave. So they had to work there. Um, and yeah, it kept them there so they could still produce um, different goods that they could um yeah use but then um the downside to the wall was that obviously it kept people in and they can leave at least legally and safely mm-hmm. um it did kind of ruin the the a reputation of east germany because it kind of became a global symbol for economies for um, repression mm-hmm. and just that they were controlling of people inside their um, countries. Yeah. And then, um, by the end of 1980s, the liberalization of Eastern black regime has caused mass demonstration for democracy. Um, and then, yeah, so, um, on November 9th, 1989, East Germany made travel permits easier to get. So, to kind of calm down the, um, like, the people that were stuck inside East Germany so that um, they wouldn't really get as fed up so the government would want to leave and protest about the different laws there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, 
the, the announcement brought thousands of East Berliners to the border of the wall um, to kind of protest that they wanted more than just easier permits. You know, like they wanted the um, border to be reopened so they can travel freely through all of Germany and to other countries around them as well mm-hmm. and not get shot while trying to escape it. Um, but then, um, yeah, the guards at the wall tried to stop the protest, but like, obviously there wasn't thousands of them there, so they couldn't control the crowd as much as they hoped for. So when people realized that they had, they overwhelmed the guards, they took that to their advantage and started to break, to break the wall. Um, and they kind of used whatever they could find, and then they started to take down the wall as much as they could. Um, and then when East Germany realized that their population wasn't happy that they're living there and that like they were going to keep protesting until they did what they wanted and that they satisfied their needs and wants um so there's a pact that in 1990 that kind of united both of the -hmm. germany's or german sides yep and that's all i have nice w uh did you uh when did uh when did they start building the wall they started building it in 61. All right, yeah. August 6th. August 6th, yeah. All right. Oh, Gabe is back. Yippee. Yo, I'm actually back. Mm-hmm. He's back. I let him out. Definitely didn't have to switch devices entirely. <laughs> All right. Uh, Gabe, you got any questions? Because you were able to hear her, right? Yes, I can hear. Okay. All right. You got any questions or anything you'd like to add? No, not really, but I'll I'll think of something. He's blood is plotting. Alright. But that was a g- good episode. Uh, you guys get up to anything interesting recently? Not really. Alright, well, yeah, same here, honestly. Just working on school stuff. That's why we haven't been putting episodes out, because school. It's... Yeah, just, just school. Yeah. But yeah, we have we're planning on we figured out finally figure out a schedule that we will be able to actually get weekly episodes out. So that's a dub. Let's go. Hoorah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Uh and then Gabe is gonna be hosting the next episode. This is gonna be a shorter one because we were mostly just we're just going off because we don't really we don't have any bits planned. We were just like, we gotta make one. So we did. And I think it's turned out pretty good. You're a good host, my G. But, uh, Gabe, you should probably pick a topic. And, yeah. Hopefully, this is out Wednesday, October 4th. I don't forget to edit it. I don't think this episode's gonna need much editing, though. Yeah. Because this went really well. I'm also just gonna ignore the fact that I was not able to speak for, like, two-thirds of the episode. Yeah, bro, bro was just gone. But, alright, we are hopefully gonna have weekly episodes. Also, not gonna be posting on the Twitter anymore. I'm so tired of browsing Twitter, getting stuck in a doom scroll loop, and then seeing things I don't want to see. I'm so done. I'm so, I'm so tired of it. So I'm not gonna be there anymore. Join our Discord server. Try a link. Um, some of us are fairly active in it. So, you can, it's pretty easy to figure out who's who. And, yeah. So, that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, thank you, my Goofy History Goblins, for listening to this episode. 
Discord server is going to be in the bottom, in the description. And yeah, hopefully you join us for our next one. See ya.